Hey, what's up, Yankee fans? It is Greg with another edition of Yankee po- of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And I just want you to know, I'm still getting a hold of this thing. I'm still getting used to doing this, but I kind of messed up the audio in the later parts. The audio at the beginning is good, and now I've got it down. I understand what I did. So leave me a comment. Let me know if... It's all good. You don't care. They're just, you love the content. Leave a comment or you can email me. Email is yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram, yankeecrazypodcast. Twitter, that's the only one that's a little different. It is yankeecrazypod because they won't let you go further than that with their letters. So, Hope you enjoy this episode. Hope it keeps you engaged and keep listening. All right, guys. See ya. What's up, Yankee fans? This is Greg, and we are up to episode, I don't know what, (laughs) of Yankee Crazy Podcast. So want to talk about the potential 2019 lineup. And what I'm going to do is going to have a little bit of what ifs and some some best guess estimations on what the lineup's going to look like and some of what I think the lineup should look like, obviously. But we will start at catcher. We will go around the horn. We're just going to start at catcher and... Big shout out to Gary Sanchez. It was his birthday yesterday, so happy 26th, Gary. And I think Gary Sanchez is going to be their opening day catcher. I have this theory that maybe Brian Cashman put out uh, or had his people put out these little tricklings of Yankees looking at the Marlins catcher, JT Realmuto, um, in a potential trade swapping catchers there. And I, it could have been a tactic so that Gary Sanchez can get his acting gear. You know, his defense is not the greatest. And obviously you need, what, what's, you know, what's, what's the famous saying? How do you win world championships? Pitching and defense. And that up the middle, what they say up the middle between catcher, Shortstop, center field, those are key positions. And with Gary Sanchez's defense not being so great, and I think that's pretty nice of me to say, considering what happened last year, he needs to improve on that. And he's got a whole winter, so maybe he hears these rumblings and is like, whoa, I do not want to go to Miami. I think he doesn't want to go to Miami. And I want to stay with the Yankees. And he's going to improve his defense. His hitting, you know, he was off early in the year. He went on the DL. So I don't know what his average figured out to be, but did not have the greatest offensive regular season performance. He had glimmers of awesomeness in the playoffs, but I think it was just an off year for him. 
I think he's going to come back really strong. He's going to hear all this trade talk and just really focus, come into spring training in great shape and just have a tremendous 2019 season. As for the backups, it most likely is going to be uh, Austin Romine and Kyle Higagashi. I can't remember. Mario, how do you pronounce that? Hikagashi? Whatever it is. He'll be the third. Um, And both those guys are solid. Those are solid to have as your two and three. Um, If you remember in the playoffs, (laughs) Austin Romine can even throw some relief innings. Um, That was not pretty against the Red Sox. But anyway, excuse me there. So let's go to first base. First base is a very, very interesting situation. So everybody thought last year Greg Bird was going to have a great season. He was just going to progress, wasn't going to get hurt, but he got hurt. And I was a big Greg Bird fan. I really thought he was the future of Yankees first baseman. And he still could be. Who knows? Another guy who's still very young. He's got such a great swing. He's got such a Yankee Stadium swing. For that short porch and right, it's, it's just so smooth. He could uh, have a monster uh, year. If he comes out of spring training and playing really well, it's going to be between him and Luke Voigt. And Luke Voigt, as we know, started all through the playoffs. Greg Bird didn't even make the, the uh, playoff roster, right? I'm pretty sure. And I just am unsure if I see the Yankees going in to spring training and opening day, you know, that's if Luke Voigt has a good spring training, and him being their everyday first baseman. I like him a lot. I, I like his offense. He was a big spark plug to the Yankees when he came over from the Cardinals in uh, late in the season and really helped them a lot. But... I don't love his defense, and first base is another position where I think defense is very important. You need somebody over there who's going to save you outs, get you out of close innings with scoops and just great defense. You know, look at Don Mattingly. Man, that guy was tremendous. He was one of my favorite Yankee first basemen. But anyway, let's get back to current day. Luke Voigt, Greg Bird. Who knows? Maybe they make a trade. There's been some talk of Paul Goldschmidt in a trade, and he's a great first baseman. I don't know about his defense. I, he, might, he might be a better defender than those two guys. I'm not sure. Big question mark. We will see what happens with that. Now, we go over to second base shortstop. Another tricky thing because D.D. Gregorius out with Tommy John surgery had surgery right after the season ended and he won't be back until late summer they're saying you know let's say in a perfect world he comes back mid-August you still got a lot of time to have a you know you still have a lot of time to have someone playing shortstop who is going to be his caliber. You don't really just want to fill in. That's way too much of a season to have some guy who's 
just okay. What the Yankees can do is slide Glaber Torres over from second to short. That is his natural position. Have him play until Didi gets back, and then you have to have someone at second base. There is potential the Yankees pick up Daniel Murphy, and uh, like I talked about in the hot stove episodes, solid defender and contact hitter. And like I also said in those, Yankees could really value having someone who's more of a contact guy in between a lot of their big guys who are more swing and misses. He would be solid pickup, and if they don't pick up a first baseman, there is a shot that he could play first base. So that's a potential. I, and I There's no one really in the minors who I think can come up. Um, there is Tyler Wade in the minors, but that experiment ended really soon last year. He... I don't know. Unless he has some, uh, unless he's done a lot of work, not sure he is a major leaguer. Uh, looked great in spring training, but out of the box, Yankees just said, "All right, we can't do this anymore." And that's when Glaber came up. So that is a potential. Uh, you know, there's also Manny Machado, who I do not like after those hustle comments. Really, do not like his attitude um i I think he you know great player obviously great player but i think he just is not uh the kind of guy i want on my team give me a brett gardner any day over manny machado because he's shows hustle and grit brett brett gardner let's move on to third base so third base Andujar, Miguel Andujar, should have won Rookie of the Year. I think that was something that the writers just were enamored over Shohei Otani. And granted, to be able to pitch and play a regular position, be an everyday player, although he did have days off, so amazing, unbelievable, you know, calling him the Japanese Babe Ruth when he came over, and he was successful. The guy was really great, great player. His season cut short from injury, so that is the reason why that I they should have given it to me um, to Andujar. Andujar did have better stats than him in a lot of cases, and he played a full year, and he played on a team that went to the wild card. So and past the wild card. I just believe that Andujar got robbed. If you did see the uh, players voted, and they chose him as rookie of the year, and that just, I that holds a lot of weight to me, you know, not that writers are, you know, are not, can't vote in these situations, which, uh, you know, I know some players say that, and they say, oh, they never play. They don't know, but I disagree with that. I think there's tremendous sports writers out there. I think they just dropped the ball on this one. Um, also, the fact that he was playing in Japan, I, I, you know, it's, it gets to be a gray line 
coming over here when you've played professionally elsewhere and a little bit older. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's like it's like Ichiro when he came over, he won Rookie of the Year, but he had several years he was playing in Japan, and he won it. And then like a guy like Hideki Matsui comes over, several years has a great season. It's like why didn't he? win. I think it could be a little anti-Yankee sentiment, but we won't get into that. So anyway, a lot of of trade talk with Andujar, but if he can improve his defense, his offense is obviously there. He just needs to be a little bit, um, it needs to take a few more walks. Does not walk a lot, but tremendous guy, tremendous player. Let's go to the outfield. We will start in right field. Easy easiest position uh, to be a no-doubter on the Yankees. Aaron Judge. Judge is just, he is a star. He is just going to be a legend uh, if he can stay healthy, keep his career going. Tremendous athlete and great player. So that's an easy one. We will move over to center field. Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks now. He had a breakout season, and it's kind of finally people are seeing what Brian Cashman saw, and that being a tremendous outfielder, great defense. His hitting came along. If he can hit for a little bit more average, I think I don't know what he finished up at, maybe 265 in that range, but if he can get that average up, 285. You know, ideally 300, but if he could get in the 280s, play that defense, stay healthy, phenomenal center fielder. I I really like Hicks. Great player, plays with a lot of grit. Then we go over to left field, and the Yankees sign Gardner to a one-year deal. He could potentially be their left fielder. I don't know if it would be maybe a platoon between Gardner and Sanchez, Sanchez, uh, not Sanchez, Stanton. Stanton showed really great athleticism when they put him in left. He's always been a right fielder. He played left. He played it really well. I remember before he played left, everybody was, you know, some people were freaking out a little bit saying, oh, he's a right fielder. What's he going to do in left? He's going to be scary. He actually was really good out there. I think his athleticism helps him be able to like pick up that position and if there's a platoon keep Gardner fresh and Stanton fresh at the same time and that would be able to keep Stanton primarily as the DH and when he goes into left field you give the option of putting Judge or Sanchez in the DH position so I like that move there's also the possibility of Bryce Harper, and I think Bryce Harper would be a great addition to the Yankees. Uh, Putting him in the lineup as a lefty and hitting home runs at Yankee Stadium into right field, uh, man, the guy could have 60 home runs, I think. And, you know, like I talked about in the hot stoves, if you want to go into past episodes of that, of the podcast, Bryce Harper grew up a Yankee fan. Um, 
his father, a huge Mickey Mantle fan. That's why he wears the combination of three and four to be seven. I wonder what he would wear on the Yankees. Um, 77 is Clint Frazier, and he's another option in left field. I really like Clint Frazier. He is, uh, you know, first of all, I'm really partial to, partial to him because my son has red hair, and Clint Frazier has red hair. So I don't know. That was like the first thing, but I love his athleticism. I love his energy, and I think he can be a tremendous player. He came over in the Andrew Miller deal from the Indians, I believe, and unfortunately he had those problems with the concussions last year, and I hope that he can come back strong this year without any effects. If you check out his Instagram, uh, he's pretty funny. I like his posts, especially his stories. So go back and look at his ping pong story uh, from yesterday, which was December 2nd. He seems like he's a, 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 a fun guy. So who knows? Maybe Gardner is just a role player and you have Clint Frazier uh, out there and left and give Stanton some reps out there when you need him to uh, not be DH. But we'll see. A lot of lot of different, a lot of different things you can do there. Um, or you know, have, you know, with Bryce Harper, there's talk of putting him at first base. Could get rid of the whole uh, Greg Bird and uh, Luke Voigt controversy at first and just plug in Bryce Harper. But I'm not sure uh, how much has I think he's never played first base uh, professionally, but. Could he make the transition? He's a pretty athletic guy, and maybe he can. Lots of question marks there. And finally, the last spot is the DH. And like we've said, I think Stanton should go in there, focus on his hitting. Some guys can do it. Some guys need to be out in the field to make their hitting better. Uh, Stanton showed that he could do it at DH. I just think it would be really valuable if he could focus on that and put somebody else out there in left field. So that's it, guys. And next podcast I'm going to do, or maybe we'll take a break here and I'll come back and do the lineup. We'll see. Maybe I could go down the list and see where I potentially would have the batting order. But either way, let's take a break. Let's go Yankees, and stay tuned. Let's get into the batting order for 2019. So, a lot of question marks, like we just talked about, in this whole Yankees order lineup in the field. And just a little preface on this. I was a big Joe Torre fan. And I like the way Joe Torre used to stack the lineup, lefty-righty, lefty-righty. Uh, Joe, um, Joe Girardi did that a little bit as well. Uh, this team, it's a little tricky to do that because of all the righties in the lineup. That's why I think having Bryce Harper in this lineup would be great. Unfortunately, Didi Gregorius is out until end of summer. So... For him, we're gonna, that's going to miss another lefty bat there. 
Yankees don't have, in my opinion, the prototypical leadoff batter. There is the potential, I think, to put Aaron Hicks there. Speedy guy also gives you switch being a switch hitter. Start him off switch hitting. Then you've got righty, Judge, which I'm pretty sure Aaron Boone is going to keep that lineup, keep that order of Judge batting second. I'm not sure if I'm the biggest fan of putting Judge second. I feel like a guy like him would be a better value third, but I know with all the analytics these days that putting your best hitter second is a thing, the thing now. And I just think, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit old school with this. I feel like one of your best hitters should be batting third, especially a guy like Judge who can hit, hit home runs. So if you do Hicks first, I'll just switch it around. I'll say I'm not going to put Judge second. This is this is my lineup, Aaron Boone. Okay, let's not let's not predict the lineup. Let's do what my lineup's going to be. Okay, Aaron Hicks. Let's put him at uh, let's put him up at the top of the order. All right. Now second, second. Who do we want to put in there? Uh, lots of different options, and you could look at things all different sorts of ways. Do you want to put a guy like Andujar? second. Guy can hit really well, hits a lot of doubles. You put a speedy guy like Hicks, get him on base, and then Andujar hitting all those doubles. You know, Hicks, you're going you're gonna to have a run there. You start off the first inning, let's say Hicks gets a walk, Andujar doubles, there's one run. Hicks is, Hicks is running, running all around. So let's go. Let's try that. We got Hicks and Duhar. Then we have Judge. Perfect. I think that's. I think that's fantastic. Even though we're going switch, righty righty, and then we're we're gonna pretend Bryce Harper isn't on the team for this one. Then we go Stanton. Stanton, I think, is a great prototypical cleanup hitter. Put him in there. I know he's another righty. I, I I wanted to switch it up, but this is a big righty order that they have right now. Next, we've got fifth spot, and I think Gary Sanchez is a really great fifth hitter. I think takes a little pressure off of him. Put him back there in the fifth spot. Uh, you know, guy who can drive in a lot of runs. A lot of people on base before him, and he's not very fast. So all those other guys have some speed, and better to put him back there at fifth so that you can get some more RBIs with these fast guys running the bases. Now, sixth. Who do we want to put at sixth? Glaber Torres? Possibly. Possibly. He showed a lot of pop. I think he had 25 homers last year. He could be a good addition at the sixth spot. Let's plug him in there at sixth. Now, we've got who's playing first. Let's just say Luke Voigt 
is going to be there for his baseman. I would put him in that seventh spot. I think that could be a good spot for him, or maybe flip-flop him. Maybe Glaber is seventh and Voight is sixth. That could go either way. Now, we've got the eighth position and the ninth position. So, I would probably stick in eighth if we've got the left. Whoever's in left, we still, you know, still a question mark. Let's say Clint Frazier makes the team. I would put Clint in eighth or maybe ninth. You know, they, they call the ninth spot the second leadoff position. Because once you once you start the game, it doesn't matter the order after that in terms of who's down there. He gets less at bats, of course, but if you start an order with him, he's your new leadoff batter. So eighth or ninth for him, take some pressure off of him, see how he handles that, and if he starts producing, you start moving him up in the order. Then we've got whoever is playing second or short. So let's just say we've got Glaber uh, over at shortstop, and then we've got second baseman. I'm really not sure what the Yankees are going to do. If it is Daniel Murphy, I would put him higher in the order, but let's just say there is a fill-in. Maybe, maybe Tyler Wade actually does make the team, and they put him at second and he can produce. He could be your, he could be your ninth hitter. Hide him back down in there, or maybe eighth. Who knows? And he might he might have a, a breakout season next year if given the opportunity. I'm really not sure. Or he could be traded. Who knows? So that's scenario one. Let me know what you think. You like that? You hate that? You know, everybody's got an opinion on their on Yankees batting order. That could easily get completely turned around. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break and I'll come back. And give you another order. We could, I could probably do orders all day long. I could probably think of like a million different orders. So stay tuned and let's go Yankees. So got another lineup here. And this one has a lot of the what ifs. So I will just do, I will call this my what if Yankees 2019 lineup, number one, because I could probably have a million what-ifs. So here it is. Leading off, playing center field, Aaron Hicks. Second, right field, Aaron Judge. Third, this is one of our what-ifs, Bryce Harper, playing first base. That's right, they convert him to first base, Yankees sign him, batting third. Fourth, in the cleanup spot, it is Giancarlo Stanton. That's right. He will be cleaning up. I think that's a perfect spot for him. Fifth, the Kraken. Gary Sanchez catching. Sixth, another what if. This is if they get Daniel Murphy and they move him over to second base. And then move Glaber Torres over to shortstop. But up after him, seventh would be Miguel Andujar playing third base, then is Glaber at shortstop, and then we got left field, my man, the redhead, fire hair, Clint Frazier. Okay, guys, what do you think? Write in, leave a comment. 
let me know if you like that order or if you think you'd like something else. You know, I'm, I'm open to feedback. Let me know. I want to hear from you. All right, guys. That's it for this edition of Yankee Crazy Podcast. Thanks for joining me, and I will talk to you soon. Let's go Yankees.